listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm She-Wolf. And I'm Beatrix Gravesgard. We'll be casting witchy spells, witchy vibes, and sonic spells. You know, it's interchangeable. Until 6 p.m. Could be witchy spells and sonic vibes. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So gather around to light a candle and levitate with us. We have a special guest with us today. Welcome, Sarah Potter, who is a witch practitioner of color magic. Thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to have you on. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to learn what color magic is and how to use it. But um, I first wanted to mention that uh, we were all at the Modern Witches Confluence this weekend. Yes. Yes, which you were teaching a workshop at. I was. It was such a fun day. Yeah, how did you like the confluence? I loved it. I had so much fun. I feel like it was a very inclusive, generous uh, experience. I feel like people really were welcoming and kind and warm, and it was just such a lovely experience to be here i feel like an honorary san francisco witch now (laughs) amazing it's a long long lineage of those yeah it's a big coven here yeah i feel it it was really fun kind of sitting in the lawn and watching people come in and out uh and and just the variety of like ways to be a witch yes it was really really lovely I also really enjoyed everyone's witchy style. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I you totally know? was like people watching and taking note of. Uh, I put it out a, a great variety of, um, sort of capes that were happening. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. I love seeing families and some young witches that seem yeah, to be in attendance. So good. Yeah. I was a total baby witch once upon a time. Oh, remember that? That was so fun. Yeah. I was a very like craft era witch. Same. Oh, so good. <laughs> a lot of black fishnets and, uh, you know, leather chokers. And purple lipstick. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the 90s. It was a very interesting yeah, time. But the, it, I feel like the only place to, like, buy accessories is if you lived where I did was, like, Hot Topic at the mall. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> it was, I had the mall and, um, like, crunchy crone crystal shops that yep. were selling Grateful Dead paraphernalia and yeah. uh, tie dye. Yeah, tie dye witch. It's the whole. It's the whole look. That's I I grew up on the peninsula here, but I would make my dad schlep me up to Hate Street on weekends so I could go to Sword in the Rose, which is like our yes. our old witch shop, and buy incense. That was my thing. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just I was really interested in the croniest crone books, and um any sort of tarot deck that was exploring the hybrid of people and cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you later about cat magic. Oh, yeah. I have... just recently read yes. something you did on that. And we are big fans of cats on this show. We've done cat-themed shows. Our we book both is, have cats. Our book is dedicated to our cats. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, this is a powerful statement, but I think a love of cats is a must. Honestly, yeah. it goes hand in hand with being mm-hmm. a witch. Yeah. I think that is definitely the definition of a foul familiar. She's very <laughs> foul. She's 
very temperamental. <laughs> Mine has a lot of opinion. She conjures up a lot of hairballs. Mm. I <laughs> my when that happens in my household, I say Rue's having a son. <laughs> Because it's like, it just like rolls off of her. She's like, oh, she's making a son. (laughs) They're such funny roommates. Yeah, so we'll do a little bit more of a Witch's Confluence recap in a bit. But I wanted to mention first that um, you also curated the playlist for today. uh, And we're going to be playing a lot of these songs. Um, But before we do our deep dive into your work and color magic and everything else you do in that kind of witchy realm. Um, I want to play the first, uh, your first set of songs that you chose for us, which is starting with Louise Hubner's The Coleopterist Charm for Romantic Adventure. And I wanted to ask if you had any uh, notes on choosing this, this spell in particular. Well, I just love this entire album. And I just, this was the one I was really feeling earlier this week when you asked me to curate this playlist, which was a true pleasure. But I just love love. I really love love spells. Me too. Right? Also, it's Scorpio season. Exactly. (laughs) It's true. Which for me is always like, well, tomorrow. We're in our last day of Libra. Yeah. Yeah. Starts tomorrow. Move over, scales. (laughs) Time of of Libra's like, hold on. (laughs) No, here. No. Still here. (laughs) I'm inviting the scorpions. It's time. Get ready. They're just outside the door, kind of like wrapping their little claws. It's true. Scorpio season is for like, deep dark sensuous sexy times that's right <laughs> and i'm i'm a scorpio rising and venus and pluto so <gasps> i love it yeah i've just Ooh, dated a lot, a lot of scorpios same god <laughs> i love them terrible addiction it's oh, my last vice. <laughs> <laughs> all right well here's louise hubner uh you can tweet at us at which radio we're also on instagram at Witch Radio if you have any questions for Sarah. <gasps> and uh, yeah, this is the Coleopterist Charm for a Romantic Adventure. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Spellcasting is for the unafraid. There are all sorts of delightful ways you can go about casting spells and charming, and there's no need for you to stick to just one or two methods. You should try them all. Experiment. Don't dabble with enchantments, though, unless you are very brave. For once the magical vibrations are set into motion, they can never be recalled. The power of magic is such though you may be able to alter a spell's conclusion, you can never ever recapture what existed for you at the start. For charmed loves, there's a charm that will have a catalytic effect on all your personal relationships. It will project romantic aura about you that love objects find exciting. It's the ancient Coleopterist charm. Since Cleopatra's time, the Coleopterist beetle has been the symbol of eternity. Occult beginnings, germinations, force, power, sex, birth, life and death, and above all, magic. 
Enchantress insists that Coleoptrus charm will invite a very satisfying sex life, increase sexual vitality, attract many healthy love relationships, encourage your lover's fidelity, prolong romantic desire, and protect the clandestine. Your lovemaking will reach fantastic heights of cosmic ecstasy. Your lover will become helpless within your passionate arms. You must agree that this charm is worthy of some effort. Cleopatra found the Coleopter's charm to be dependable. Greek witches of today say it's their favorite charm. And I know it works. Take one ironclad beetle, live and wrap it into a small square of red silk. Place this small packet inside a tiny wooden box that has been painted bright red and is stuffed full with rosebuds. Seal the box with red sealing wax. Place the box and its contents into the northeast corner of your home. Light a purple tapered candle and chant three times. Coleopterous Magnificent. Coleopterous Blessed. Coleopterous Eternal. This charm's effect is good for about a year. Don't worry. It's not considered important if the beetle dies.
To Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. <laughs> well, you should share. Sorry, Sarah Potter's in in the studio with us, and oh, uh, there's there's some um, Sade and Drake. We both just memes. I think at the same time read the caption for this. <laughs> <That's what Drake. laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Read well, it. Well, describe it. Listeners should know off air. We just did a deep dive on Drake's Chade tattoos. Because mm-hmm. we both, we decided it's very, it's relevant. It's We're very scorpionic of him to get two Chade tattoos because he's obsessed with her. Anyways, there's this picture I found of him and Chade and his mom. His mom, Sandy, oh who's adorable, by the way. I'm crying. <laughs> I am crying. I can't. Handle this. <laughs> but the caption on the photo is just two very important ladies in my life. Oh my God. Hibiscus flower. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Anyways, my sorry. two moms. Well, wait, but I gotta say that yeah, my two moms. The Shadi tattoo is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. He has two. The second one's two. better. Yeah, the second one's. Better. Google it, everybody. I also have a Shadi tattoo. So yeah, tell us about I think it. that's how we got started yes, on this. It is um, I the only music related tattoo I have, and I have a bunch of tattoos, is uh, Shadi lyrics from my favorite song, Sweetest Taboo. Because we're gonna play that yeah soon. Uh, but do you want to tell us the lyrics? I, love that. I um, it's uh, every day is Christmas, every night is New Year's Eve, which I feel like is a spell unto itself. It really is. Yeah. Right. That's tattooed really forever. Lovely. Now you're inspiring me. You and Drake are both inspiring me to want to get it. I think I would just that. get Quiet Storm. So good. So good. With like maybe a little rain cloud. I love asleep. it. Sleep. If it's good enough for Drake, it's good enough for us. It's true. She's a Capricorn, and Christmas and New Year's Eve are both Capricorn dates. It's true. I don't, guys, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I don't think I knew she was a Capricorn. She's part of what I consider, like, this powerful Capricorn Mm -hmm. trifecta. They all have the same birthday. I think it's, like, January 16th, and it's Sade, Aaliyah, and FKA Twigs. And they kind of like <gasps> seem like a little yeah. like sort of Pokemon evolution. They totally, <laughs> totally. do. Yeah. Very like super witchy. Yeah. Oh my god, Drake's Shade tattoos. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, please look them up. I believe that is a smooth operator Shade, the one with the yeah. towel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I was also I just wanted to take this opportunity to start um a rumor, if you will. It's a theory I have that Drake is uh Taking a deep dive into the occult. I think yeah, say more. Right? I think he's secretly an occultist. And if you really break down his lyrics, uh, I think you see that it's very evident. I think he is definitely studying astrology. I agree with you that I think numerology is mm-hmm. part of it. I feel like the dates he releases albums oh. are very significant. Yeah, absolutely. And I also feel like, like also, if any universities are tuning in would like me to guest professor this class i am I mean totally, i would take it thank you sure. thank you you know we manifest what we what we speak and so and he has this song it's on the radio right now where it's talking about when he dies he wants his money to be put in the grave with him which is such <laughs> so a, scorpio right i mean of course and like such an ancient egyptian what about his son kind of <laughs> well you know i mean drake scorpios sometimes problematic but i'm love them <laughs> oh yeah same. and i you know he's literally wants his money to be put in the grave so he has it in the afterlife which is exactly what pharaohs were doing in ancient egypt <laughs> and i'm like is anyone else hearing what yeah. he's saying can you think of any examples in his lyrics that's that feel occulty let's see i mean that's like where my focus has okay. been I'm going to do lately, like but I'm going to keep thinking about it. And yeah. this is something that I really believe needs to be part of our education system in the occult 
So I will be developing a syllabus, and yeah, I just I will know. Take that class. I think there's you. like already conspiracies circling on that website, Genius. Oh, probably. <laughs> Where yeah. you can like annotate. Like, <laughs> I'm reading. Um, I've been reading for like six years. It's this 800 page oral history of heavy metal. Um, it's Amazing. great. I love. I will read any oral history on literally anything. Like there was a great oral history recently on like the why they used Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World. And I was like, ding, I will read that for an hour. Anyways, but the whole beginning of this oral history of heavy metal, it starts off with like Black Sabbath and everybody is just acquiring cursed objects and handing and giving them to other people. And everyone just keeps cursing each other. Oh, um, well, very... Drake has a curse. What's Drake's curse? Uh, it's sports teams. Oh. Whenever he aligns himself with a sports team or an athlete, they lose. Uh, and, but it was curious. broken recently yeah. with his home team, the Toronto Raptors. Oh. Maybe he needs to go to the Haunted Museum in Vegas, like where they have the cursed. No, I think he just had to like bring it home, you okay. know, the, the yeah. victory. Yeah, we've covered a lot of mu- musical curses in the show. Yeah, like when Post Malone touched the cursed box at the oh, Haunted yes. Museum, and then bad things happened to him. I I remember you guys talking about that. Yeah. Don't fuck around with that stuff, guys. What are you doing? Yeah. You're not above it just because you're a rock star. No. In yeah. fact, you're probably more susceptible to yeah. dark entities attaching themselves to you. Yeah, especially Absolutely. when you're getting yourself in, in rooms with lots of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a like lot really of, good. Yeah. Good good place for a lot of curse to be em- emanating out of your, your equipment. Well, I feel like a concert is a spiritual experience and we're raising the vibrations so much there's so many people they're interfacing yeah. with so many and i feel like you know drake if you want a tarot reading i'm always available for you sweetheart yeah um because i know he's listening and <laughs> uh i don't know i also kind of i'm curious about i feel like someone put a love spell on him i mean i'm sure many people have but it's like rihanna oh <laughs> definitely yeah so you might want to look into that drake i don't know well, let's talk about color magic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and we can apply this to Drake studies. Thank you. <laughs> how how, how we might use studies. color magic uh, to to kind of you know cure what's ailing him <laughs> if if that's a thing that needs to happen at all. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So you practice color magic and uh what we could glean from that is it's using specific hues to conjure different energies and manifest personal transformation but i want to hear kind of like your explanation of it and and how you use it thank you so i truly feel like this is like such a part of everything i do i don't even i'm not even aware of it always but what i love about color is we're all interacting with it all of the time anyway mm-hmm. and I feel like even as children it's like what's your favorite color what do you like about it like how do you identify with it and I feel like you're already engaging with color magic even if you don't if you even if you aren't consciously aware of it mm-hmm. we think about how we want to adorn ourselves in the morning mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes we pick out an outfit and it's like oh this just isn't right I'm not feeling this and then you change and that feels so much better like that usually has a lot to do with the textures and colors that you're choosing and it's it's a modality it's not this big over-the-top abstract modality it's something we already understand and are aware of and each color elicits an emotional response and when we use them consciously we can invite in 
what we're trying to invoke. We can use color to heal. Mm -hmm. We can use color to create specific intentions, amplify our magic and enhance our moods, which I just think is amazing to be able to interact with something so easily accessible, but is so powerful. Yeah, I think about color a lot because I am an artist and designer and I work a lot with like the cultural and psychological connotations of color. So this really piqued my interest. And I'm also um, a person who has a long history of synesthetic experiences. Amazing. And um, one of the things I, I recently learned, or maybe not too recently, but it's something that came to mind when I was thinking about you know, your practices is how um, pharmaceutical companies will like um, make medicine pills um, specific colors to kind of like elicit an extra kind of like placebo in addition to what the medicine is supposed to do. And there's like really specific colors that are used for really specific types of medicine that kind of like mentally um, kind of get you there. Like for instance, things that are kind of anti-anxiety or or, uh, you know, sleep aids tend to be kind of soothing colors like like um, blue, like light blue mm-hmm. or gray, uh, whereas um, things that are kind of more stimulating uh, tend to be kind of these bright colors like yellow and orange. Um, and I'm wondering if you have kind of a specific color um connotations that you teach or if that's something that is is more open to the practitioner so I'd like to talk about what I've learned in through my studies as well as what I've found within my own experiences as well as with my clients and then I always like to remind anyone who takes my workshop or seeks my color magic consulting services that I'm going to provide all this information I'm going to help you work with your own intuition as well Mm -hmm. so most of the time i would say yellow is a very happy wake you up color it provides a lot of clarity to a situation but if that is your color that puts you into sleepy time relax mode then we're going to work with it in that way because i think what's so important with all of these healing modalities and magic is that you trust yourself and your own inner voice and Mm -hmm. follow your intuition because that's number one that's never going to lead you astray so amplifying that voice and strengthening your comfortability with that is always very important to me. Yeah. Um, Do you want to give us uh, maybe some examples of ways that you might bring color magic into someone's practice or as as sort of like a therapeutic um, ritual? One of my absolute favorite ways to feel the magic of a color within your home or space is through flowers Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I mean, a great way is if you're really feeling a color, you super want to amplify the intention and really just feel the potency of it, paint a wall. But I also feel like anything that feels too overwhelming, you're not going to do it. And if it's just too much, like the idea of painting my apartment is like just too much. I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have a desire. And I will say that someone did take one of my workshops. It was like a Thursday evening and she wound up uh, sending me a DM maybe around like midnight that night. And she was like, I was so inspired by your workshop. I repainted my kitchen. Wow. And I was like, whoa, like I would never do that. But I am like 
so amazing. Well, that's why I feel like we can get really caught up in the magic of it because color, it really is so much more than just color. But I feel like I bless you for that ambition. But we can also buy flowers and spend less than $10 for a really impactful arrangement. And you will immediately start to feel the presence of that color within your space. I mean, I live in a studio, so it's very small. So getting a big bunch of lilies has a major impact in my home. And I just love how that feels. So if you want to try something out and see how it feels, do some flowers. It's very low commitment. These are going to last maybe a week. You can see how it feels to wake up and go to sleep and interact with this color. And maybe you want to invite it in more. Maybe you're just not feeling it. But I feel like that's an excellent way to dabble into some color magic with immediate results. Why do you think some people are drawn to certain colors over like over other colors? I mean, I guess you could ask like a five year old. Yeah, like what's your favorite color? But I'm curious just like you, from what from your bird's eye view of having worked with color magic and seeing how colors, different colors resonate with different people. Mm -hmm. I love that question. Thank you. I feel like a lot of it actually starts in childhood. Oh. So I feel like a lot of your experiences with color are created at that age, at that phase of life. And I always like to ask uh, people who take my workshop to think about the color of their childhood bedroom and if they were able to mm. choose the color or if it was chosen for them. And that's also very telling to why people associate different moods with different colors, as well as if you were forced to wear a uniform at school, mm -hmm. um, forced to wear certain colors because of uh, an occasion. Like it's just, that's when we're developing our style, our visual language. So a lot of it has to do with what how our memories that are tied to that mm. specific color. Yeah, I feel like it's also very cultural. Um, I'm just thinking about uh, because I, I have, you know, a foot in multiple cultures and I kind of have color associations with each of those uh, places. And because I have um, I have my ancestry, I have the place I grew up, which is the deep south. And then I have California where we are now and I think of those as like different palettes that kind of um, span time and how uh, colors just look different in different places yeah, too. That's so yeah. true. So environmental. You were just talking about auras, aura photographs, and how you um, took two aura photographs in two different cities and they looked different. And I'm curious what, uh, if, if you bring any of that like aura magic into your color magic practice and if there's any relationship there so it's something that i get a lot of questions about in workshops and through instagram because i feel like i mean an aura photo is so fun i just think mm -hmm. it's visually exciting it's a way to tangibly see this very intangible part of ourselves and it looks fun on instagram i'm not going to deny that <laughs> and uh and i feel like because of instagram uh the accessibility to it and the notoriety of it is so much more uh i feel like several years ago people didn't know so much about aura photography and now it's having such a moment and it's something i don't really touch upon in workshops we do talk about chakras and a lot of those color fields that we're seeing in an aura photo they do correspond to the chakras which are energy points throughout our body 
but it's not so I usually like to recommend some books or other practitioners who are more heavily working in that field and it's something like I just have an interest in it but we more talk about healing modalities and emotional mm. responses as mm. well as cultural significance to color yeah yeah cultural significance of color can be so different I was just thinking about how you know here in the states we associate you know white with purity and like black with I don't know funerals death like darkness uh, but in Chinese culture um, it's red for for like weddings basically and white for funerals and so white is highly associated mm. with death and that being a really funny kind of like thing with you know wearing white clothes in in America when I have immigrant parents who are like oh that's like funeral clothes and and that here is like seen very differently yeah um, yeah I even feel like in different parts of America people have different associations even with wearing black yeah like being in New York City almost everyone's Everyone wearing all black. black yeah but then I feel like there are other parts of the country where wearing all black is more shocking and not as seen not as uh, common and you stand out so much more mm -hmm. when you're yeah certainly in a lot of the offices I've been in it's like I almost stand out more for wearing all black than um, the purpose of me wearing all black, which oh, is to, to just yeah. not be noticed. Right, <laughs> right. I, I feel yeah. like color also helps me feel more embodied. Like I was telling you off air, I had an honor of today. I wore my power color, which is electric blue. I own like at least three electric blue jumpsuits. My, when I got my aura photographed, it was this color as well. But when I wear this particular shade of blue, I feel very embodied for lack of a better term like I feel more me and I feel more powerful and I had a therapist who used to do this really interesting practice she was very like somatic based and when we'd be sort of like identifying feelings or emotions she would always ask me where do you feel it in your body and what color is it mm -hmm. and it would like it sort of would help you like see the emotion as something that wasn't necessarily like you weren't necessarily identified with the emotion, but like, oh, it's the separate thing that it, I'm sort of embodying. Um, but yes, I don't know if, if you've ever encountered that notion of like, of identifying uh, an emotion with a color oh, in yeah. that way. All of the time. And I love how you, I also feel like, so one of the ways I teach is talking about color and how it's embodied by certain celebrities. Oh, is there an example? Um, yeah, let me see. I have... What about Drake and Sade? Do they embody <laughs> oh, specific colors to you? Oh, absolutely. I love this. So Sade is totally purple, Ooh. right? Very divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just think of her music as such a spiritual experience and a very highly intuitive practice. And I feel like she is so like royal and luxurious and... I just feel like she is totally purple. I feel like she could be every shade from like lavender to indigo. Mm. Right. Yeah. Also interesting that like Prince identified himself with purple so yeah. strongly. And so like our entire culture has like a color connection to Prince yeah. also yeah. As, as purple. Totally. But it's such a highly creative color. Yeah. I feel like it's such an otherworldly color. And I feel like there are actually like so many artists who when they're just 
they're vibrating on a different plane than all of us. And so it's just that next level energy that's so creative. Their view of the world is so beautiful and different and the way they express it through their art. I feel like that's just major purple energy. Okay, what about Drake? So <laughs> Drake immediately, I just like really do feel like he like if I was if he hired me as his color magic <laughs> consultant. All us Drake. Um <laughs> yes, please do. Uh <laughs> I feel like I would advise him to wear a lot of black on stage mm -hmm. as like a protective layer mm -hmm. because I feel like, I mean, he really is a superstar. And when you're interfacing with that many people, you need to protect your energy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's such a balance between being open enough that people can relate to you emotionally and meet you on that level, but not too much. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like like doing a lot of protective work and then I would also suggest brown for grounding, mm. maybe in his off kind of uh, playtime, casual wear. I would definitely involve some of that. But I feel like he would always be like, but I want to wear purple. <laughs> like, and not just like if I would told him Sade was purple, he'd be like, I'm wearing purple too. Oh but God. like, don't tell him. <laughs> right. Uh oh. I just feel like I would yeah. be like, you need to get some purple pajamas. Maybe mm. like, I feel like he has a lot he could work out while he's dreaming. I feel like he needs a lot of yeah. like where it's safe to be porous. Like, do you think he's too porous with his presentation? Mm, I really do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's probably an issue he's working with in the love department. Um, I'm curious uh, if you have thoughts on material as well as color. Like like fabric for clothing? Yeah, fabric or maybe even like things like metallics or iridescence or yes. transparencies. Yes. yes. So I get most questions about metallics. So I do talk about silver and gold a lot, but someone did, maybe this is a San Francisco thing, but I've been getting a lot of questions about iridescence since I've been here. And so an iridescent, I would say, is one of my absolute favorite colors. And I feel like it's embodying every shade of the rainbow, even more so than white mm -hmm. or black. And I feel like it's just like, it's like next level rainbow, like astral yeah, it's, rainbow. It's shape-shifting too. Yes. It's never the same from... Um, you know, it's it's different from multiple angles. Yes. And I feel like it's totally a color where like you would put your magic into it and I would put my magic into it and there it would become its own uh, being mm. almost like it, it. The only way I know how to describe it is kind of like when you're doing when I do like readings for a relationship, it's like there's one person, the other person and then the relationship is a third. I feel like that's the same as iridescent. It's like something that's beyond just one person. Mm. Yeah, it's not really a color so much as it's like a collective. Yeah, it's right? a color experience. It is a color experience. I would prescribe iridescent for a lot of business relationships. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah, and it seems like something you can't overdo, right? Like you can't have too much because oh. it's overwhelming. You got to have like a little touch of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just so lovely. I don't know when I look at an iridescent object or piece of fabric i'm just like oh that's so lovely i want to just keep enjoying it yeah do you find that your relationship to individual colors changes over time all the time yeah i was thinking the other day i was like cleaning out my closet and i was looking at my clothes and i was like wow last year i was obsessed with like just earth tones and sort of jewel tones and this year it's been like black and neon and like really bright colors mm -hmm. and I'm like oh what does that say but I didn't even like notice that transition yeah but I'm like wow my relationship 
to the colors has changed. Yeah. Maybe you're ready to be more visible. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. interpretation. Yeah, because like I think the earth colors were more like blending in mm -hmm. with the earth, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Grounding. Yeah. And this here is definitely more like bright. Yeah. And electric. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I used to only wear black mm -hmm. and I have been really feeling so much more myself in different colors, but I've also been saying I'm in my Venusian phase. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I have this like rose quartz hair. You are very Venusian. <gasps> Thank mm. you. It's the highest compliment. Uh, and so I've just really been, I feel like embracing all of the tones of Botticelli's Birth of Venus. Mm, yes. Yeah. So that kind yes. of light blue, the greens, the pinks, the peaches, anything that feels like I'm emerging from the ocean in a giant seashell. Yeah. Yeah. Iridescence too has that sort of like mermaid mm -hmm. vibe. Yes. So maybe I feel like mermaid is definitely kind of like in the collective psyche right now. Yes. Feeling it. Water energy. That's yeah. true. But Feeling I love it. the idea of like, like you were saying, like conceiving of this image, of like the, the Botticelli and like the Venus um and like using that as sort of like a guidepost to like the colors you want to invite into your life. Yes. That sort of embody that whatever feeling you associate with that. I love that idea. Yes. Ooh. If you think of a painting or a visual that you yeah. need to embody, let me know. Ooh, I'm going to think about it. I also feel like if you get stuck on color combinations, a great cue can always be taken from nature. Yes. Yeah. Like looking at the different tones and flower petals and how they um blend in with the stems or different trees or when we, you were mentioning the landscapes of mm -hmm. different environments mm -hmm. like that will always steer you into a palette that can embody the emotion that you're looking to invoke yeah and i find that i don't always uh necessarily put that color on my body but have it you know somewhere in my environment you yes. know like what i choose to have at my desk or um, in my home. I think I I relate a little bit more to color in that way. Yeah, I love that. All right, let's play some more music. Uh, next up is none other than Sade with The Sweetest Taboo, uh, the source of the lyrics from your tattoo. Yes. And uh, when we come back, maybe we'll do a little, a little color magic ritual here on air. Ooh, that's something. Yes, yes let's do that. Yeah. So this is Sade, The Sweetest Taboo. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM featuring Sarah Potter of Color Magic.
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. We're joined in the studio today by Sarah Potter, and that was another set of her tunes for this week. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin with Building a Mystery, Fleetwood Mac with Dreams, and Sade with The Sweetest Taboo. It's so exciting to have you here. I love being here. Yeah. And I would like to know if anyone is falling in love from this playlist because... I am. I mean... As am I. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet at us at Witch Radio if you are falling in love. Sade is my love language, so anytime there's Sade in a playlist, I'm like... It's a must. I'm automatically feeling like, you know, I just got pregnant with something. You probably did. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Yes. Um, Yeah, so color magic. I'm curious if, Sarah, you would be interested in maybe walking us through um, maybe one color and its sort of color connotations and maybe a ritual for using that color. Absolutely. Well, I feel like um, purple has really been the color since I arrived in San Francisco. Mm. It was very much present at the Witch's Confluence. And whenever I teach a workshop, we choose a color for the collective. Mm. And violet came up through the oracle cards. So it feels only right to close out my time in San Francisco Mm. with a purple ritual. I mean, it's totally Sade, as we discussed earlier. I love that. Purple was my childhood favorite color, and I still uh, hold it in high regard. Also the color of our book. It is. Which I visualized before it even existed. I knew it was going to be that color. Oh, I love that. It makes so much sense. When you guys sent me the book, I knew that this was going to be full of magic because of that shade of purple. Yeah, it's sort of like a bluish purple, like right on the border. I love it. Someone, uh, a friend of the show said it. He's like, it's the color of your show. He's synesthetic. He's Mm -hmm. like, your show is a sort of ultraviolet purple. Mm -hmm. That's sort of otherworldly outer space. And he's like, the color of the book looks Mm -hmm. like the color of your show. Oh, I feel it. I feel like it's even, uh, it's in your logo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, this is a very purple show. When I, I have to say, (laughs) when I think of you guys, I think of purple. Yeah. I think those are all like really intentional decisions yeah. too on on my part. And when we were making the book, we went in and looked at a bunch of swatches to get the the sort of bluish purple just right. Uh, so and funny. and the sort of um metallic that we use on top of that. It's perfect. It's really working. So t- tell us about purple. So, this is a highly intuitive color. It's very spiritual. It connects us uh, beyond ourselves, beyond our own bodies. I feel like it connects us to uh, the divine realm, to our, to the greater collective. I also feel like this color helps us connect to our own intuition, which is the most powerful, important voice we can listen to within ourselves and to guide us through dilemmas and situations and just everyday human things as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, a really excellent 
ritual to invoke the color purple would be to get a bunch of purple grapes and you know this ritual will begin in the grocery store or the farmer's market we like this because we do snack themed (gasps) horoscopes so introducing a snack is yes very much up uh, we're all vibing and grapes are very sensual and delicious oh they truly are i feel it i love that this was you know during the playlist i asked the universe to intuitively guide me to our ritual and this was not where i thought it would take us but then i feel it now and Mm -hmm. i see why we were guided to the grapes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i love that it fits in with this snack magic Mm -hmm. and so okay so this ritual will begin in the market or grocery store or wherever you like to pick up produce Mm -hmm. and i want you to go into the fruit section Mm -hmm. and find those purple grapes and really inspect all of the packages and see which bunch feels right to you make sure they are juicy and plump and round Mm. and perhaps glistening if they have that fancy mister and this is like (laughs) one of those grocery stores because we're right i also will mention that i recently had a uh, a kind of grape that was called witch fingers. <gasps> Ooh, I know those grapes. Yeah, they're like they're oblong. Long. Yeah, they've also been labeled as moon drops. <gasps> Delicious. Oh my gosh, guys! Yeah. If you can find, if you can those, find witch fingers or moon drops, get in there Excellent. and fondle those yeah. grapes. <laughs> Excellent. And yes, don't be afraid to touch the grapes. And if anyone is trying to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> because they are interfering with your magic. That's Throw exactly grape what at you them. should say. <laughs> exactly. You're you t- interfering with my magic. Yes. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> That's just the patriarchy trying to keep you from being a true witch. <laughs> so you touch the grapes and you feel them. And then you'll know which bunch is right because they will let you know. And then you will need to take them to the register and purchase them with your hard-earned money and thank your cashier for gently wrapping them up into your reusable grocery bag (laughs) and take them home with you and unwrap them slowly and really enjoy them. I feel like if you want to enhance the magic, put them in a purple bowl, look them over, Enjoy the sight of them. And when you're ready, place one in your mouth and savor it. Enjoy it slowly. And begin to feel the magic of purple entering your body. And do this as necessary until you feel satisfied. The ritual is now complete. Oh, can't wait to go get some grapes. Right? Can't wait to go fondle some grapes. Feel that purple magic. Thank my cashier. some witch fingers. Yeah. <gasps> Moon drops. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was great. I'm really into, I mean, I'm really into fruit magic. I, I do that in the it. summer with like different shades of like, like pink pluots and whatnot. I love just, like pluots. slice them all up and yeah. put them in a pink bowl and I love makes that. me feel very witchy. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, the fastest way to feel the effects of a color is to eat them. Yeah. So it's a great way to feel that color. I also feel like this grape ritual would be excellent right before bedtime. Yeah. To yeah. really, to... Uh, or in a bath. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Have you guys ever had cotton candy grapes? Yes. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I really enjoy them. You know, it's... I love sweets. I love candy. And I feel like there's something kind of like, I think, naughty about cotton candy grapes because they just like, I'm sure it's something humans created to amp up the sweetness. But I just think it's lovely. I wish they would uh, make them light pink. Mm. This is also reminding me, I don't know if uh, she will think you've seen this, but the Marina Abram Abramovich documentary, and I yes. noticed she sleeps on like blood red sheets, and she mm -hmm. eats blood oranges in bed. And yeah, I was like, that does. is a power witch move to eat blood because blood oranges like really drip mm -hmm. oh, yeah. red juice everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. But it was like a very charged activity, and I was like mesmerized by these like shots of her just like eating blood oranges in bed on these like red sheets. I was like, wow, so that's highly, highly erotic. <laughs> it truly is. But like very, it was so just for herself. And that's what I loved it. She was just like, yep, I'm not sharing this blood orange with anybody. It's no. just me in my bed. That red <laughs> bed. Dripping juice everywhere. I love that. Yeah. Enjoy it. Should we talk about sex magic? Yes. Ooh, that feels like a nice transition yeah. too. Yeah. Because um, you, you brought this up. We were talking about topics to cover. Um, and... You said it was on on your list of things, but tell, if you can, tell us what sex magic is and how you either incorporate it or how you came to it or how you teach it and whether color is involved. Yeah. Oh yes. Well, I feel like I keep saying it, but it's because it's so important that I think it's paramount to remember how much power exists within us and without the need of anyone to tell us what to do, for anyone to give us our power, for anyone to give us permission to have this self-possessed power. And what I love about color magic and sex magic is it amplifies your own intentions and your own potency, which is so important to remember now more than ever. And so sex magic can be a solo practice. It can be partnered, but make sure you have consent, everyone. And what are you asking your partner to consent to in sex magic? Uh, the this because it's a very like mm -hmm. highly energized practice. Okay. So I feel like like I wouldn't basically. So sex magic is harnessing the power of your orgasm. Yes. Which is such an intense energy. Mm -hmm. So I would not advise someone to be amplifying an intention without letting your partner okay. or partners know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because I just feel like I, I'm like a big advocate for magical consent i also don't think that i like to call it like don't long island medium people like don't like <laughs> run up to them in the grocery store and be like oh my god your dead uncle's talking to me right now and he wants you to know this or like right. your aura looks like this and like let me tell you all about it like if no one's asking for it and no one's giving you permission then like it's wonderful right. that you can you have this vision and this message is coming through but if someone's not asking for it, I don't think it's right to throw it on someone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you are participating in sex magic, I really believe it's amazing as a solo practice to amplify your intentions and really understand what you desire and want mm -hmm. and the intentions you're trying to manifest into this universe. 
but if you are doing it with partners or one partner let them know so you because maybe that person doesn't want to and are you like visualizing the intention as you have an orgasm yes okay yes so, so you're like harnessing that sort of like like concentrated energy yes or, or, or power in that moment okay right and i feel like i always feel like the clearer our intentions the more easy it is to manifest it and also just work towards that as a goal and uh, my friend Kristen sole and i teach a color and sex magic workshop which is so fun i love collaborating with her and we talk about sigils which is using uh, letters to create symbols to direct your intention so you can create this sigil and draw it on your body or have it on a piece of paper and you can choose the color to uh, correspond with your intention and amplify that you can um, wear lingerie if you choose to adorn yourself in maybe a silk robe or a set in a color to amplify the intention and I just always feel like all of these correspondences just create more energy to get the point across really it's just layers of meaning added to a spell and what like what do you feel like the results of sex magic look like i feel like it can look like any sort of manifestation mm. practice or any sort of spell or any ritual but i feel like when we're working with such i mean sexual energy is so powerful it's mm -hmm. so immediate that i feel like a lot of times sex magic rituals can have results that happen very quickly that makes sense mm. yeah, yeah it is such, i could totally yeah. see it being a kind of it, spell yeah i mean it's also the same way like i feel like any intensity is yeah. like an intense spell or ritual backed up by intense energy i don't know i mean like i will be the first to admit i have done spells in anger it's not the way I like to work, but I've done it before. And like you see a result immediately. It's those slow, mm, steady yeah. spells that are really important, that require a lot of work, that they are going to have slower results and possibly more longer lasting results. Mm. But I feel like when we're dealing with different energies, like that's going to manifest in the physical realm in different ways because time on the astral is different than time here. Mm -hmm. And are there specific kinds of spells that are best done through sex magic? Um, or is it kind of all purpose? You know, I feel like, I always feel like it's wonderful to do magic for ourselves, but I think it's incredibly important to do magic for the greater well-being of our planet and the people of this realm. So I feel like protective spells, I feel like look at what's going on politically, and I feel like I don't wish harm on anyone, but I do wish for protection. I wish for voices that need to be heard to be amplified. And all of that can be done through sex magic. Mm. I feel like the greater, you know, the greater good is so important. That can be achieved through sex magic as well. Yeah, you're sending right? out like a very powerful, good burst of right? energy. <laughs> you know, I feel like may everyone feel loved. May everyone feel accepted. May everyone feel... Um, that they're heard and they're seen. I feel like you can use sex magic for creative inspiration. Mm. I feel like there's nothing worse than a creative block when your finances d depend on being creative. Mm. So asking for inspiration. Well, it's interesting to me too that you're 
like there's really not much else you can do with your body that is such a powerful release other yeah. than sneeze right <laughs> Ooh, sneeze magic Ooh. sneeze magic next oh, time you feel a sneeze coming on that could be a good banishing spell you're just like gonna like, sneeze it out like peeing or pooping sure i feel like excretory spells yeah, that could be very yeah. banishing yeah i like laughter spells oh yeah oh, that's yeah. such a high vibration crying spells Ooh, yeah yes <laughs> put on that sade and start to cry yeah, and it seems like, um, well, what came to mind when you were talking about all the different kinds of spells that you can do is also just like the different moods that all of those topics might put you in if you are, you know, doing a bodily spell. So maybe a crying spell is good for something that is like... A release? Yeah, or Ooh. makes you sad <laughs> yeah. to think about. I had this experience yesterday where I just started crying for no real discernible reason, which is not normal for me. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, and I was like sort of trying to locate, like, is there like a sadness? Am I feeling overwhelmed? And I think it was more of like a release thing. Mm-hmm. And after it happened, I was had like the greatest sense of peace. Mm-hmm. I love and I was that. like, wow, I haven't had like a physical sort of like release of energy like that in a very long time. So yeah, I think we're a lot of times we're so not attuned to like our bodies or yes. like the, the body mind connection. Um, that like when yeah. sometimes your body is just like, nope, we're going to make this happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking that I don't often cry when I'm sad. It's often something else. Oh, you know, interesting. It's a different, it's a different reaction. It might be a release. Sometimes it's like, happiness oh yeah that's me all the time or like seeing a really adorable animal (laughs) love that like they're just i guess we associate crying with with sadness in our culture but maybe it's a spell for positivity just to like cry i love that yeah Yeah. mine felt like just like a weird emotional weather system that like blew in very quickly yeah i was like whoa i'm crying isn't that fun? And then I was like, then I was just sort of gone, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. now I feel better. And it feels good. Yeah. 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 Were you preparing for Scorpio season? That's very possible. I've had a, ve- I had a very, uh, a lot of big transitions and shifts in the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have probably been crying more than normal, but it was, it was, it was just an odd, like, oh, I didn't. And I was like, all right, well, just, just gonna let it, let it out. It's yeah. um, good. Yeah. Just like sweaty eyes. It's interesting. I'm going to transition us to tarot, but maybe we'll take another um, song break. But I wanted to say the last time this happened to me, this kind of a very emotional weather system season where I was crying all the time, I pulled the tower card. And then that also, that was like about two years ago. And I just had a season of just like chaos, Mm -hmm. necessary chaos. And by the same token about... Two months ago, I pulled the tower card and it was like rug after rug getting yanked out from under me. And I, yeah, it's been a lot, but I'm like, all right, now you're in, you're in tower tarot season. That's the tower. But you know what I love about the tower is it's followed by the star. What is that? Which is, I feel like the star comes through with water Mm. to cleanse the parched earth. Yeah. The star is also like very much, I feel like tears, tears of happiness. Exactly. Yeah. Tower used to scare the shit out of me more than any other card, and now I'm yeah. just 
and now I can identify when I'm in a tower season and then mm-hmm. I will, will literally pull the card and this time I was like all right here we go well, you know it also aligned with I have uh, Uranus and Taurus uh, I have a Taurus heavy chart and my astrologer was like very gently like hold on to your butt <laughs> <laughs> here you go uh, there's sentiment. no training wheels on this card uh, yeah so that feels very I've, I've been just a very tower Uranus season right now where I'm like alright I got no idea what's going on just gonna okay. the star's coming I believe it but I'm also here for whatever the tower wants to show me that's good I feel like yeah. that's also a release yeah. it's time to remodel you know yeah towers are, knock yeah. it down knock it down yeah we're gonna play some more music this is also from Sarah's uh playlist this is very appropriate <laughs> screaming jay hawkins with, i put a spell on you with my sex magic yeah. you're listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm i put a spell on you Because you're mine Stop the things you do
Let me tell you about my ass. He's breaking out in cold sweats. He likes his gold ring and this black cat won't leave his doorstep. He loves to knock back at girls and bottles of rum and climb in his black cat out at 61. But he lost his head, Astro Projection Radio Hour with Sheila. 
got a colorful aura, like I got neon uh-huh. guts. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Admit it, I move like amoeba. Yeah. I float in the room like I'm reefer. Yeah. Alien, I'm not your kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Telepathic fan, watch how I read you. boy. You ain't got emeralds greener. Nah. You ain't got Richard the Sleevey. No, sir. And I got a rose that's in the grove that I ain't drove. Shit, I don't know the reason. Three or five. Underlay, underlay, revive. Hola. Me and Jay Babin on G5. Hola. Success is a drug, hey man, we high. I am Mother Brizzle Beehive. Yeah. I got love for you haters. Yeah. Ain't you tired of enslaving? Huh? Come with us, make some paper. Shame. Cause you should own what you label. Yeah. You never stayed in Kalua. I push it now on my shooter. Flooding my chain and it Gucci. I don't want that girl, she moody. I'm basically saying I'm cooler. Get DR discounts from my cougar. Back in the sixth grade, I got them bad grades. I was in love with my tutor. See, musically lose, you trapping, man. Most of you rappers be actors, man. Go MIA when I find little Madison. Stay at the risk, cause then this not the rattles. Just took a blue one, about to take the red pill. Purple thoughts in my brain, hope it don't spill. Stay with a nerd, you like Urkel Jalil. Fresh is like Carlton, I kill him with Will. Big ass R on my Smiths. Big ass R on my whips. Slip on shoes so you won't trip. Say she kinda fine and she got some hips. Mama said, let me see the witch. Boy, you know, light and dark don't mix. Mix it up, boy, bad luck. Sick to my stomach with the neon guts. So high stars eat all dust And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts Dark energy we don't touch All jewelry's beyond touch And they give a nigga colorful aura Like I got neon guts Higher than Elon Musk So high stars eat our dust And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts Dark energies we don't touch Our jewelry's beyond touch And I got a colorful aura yeah, fam, Pharrell on Mars with my fellow star I'm like lightning striking in a metal rod I say hello God in the double bars So damn it, MX, I got a yellow card Yellow card, yellow card Damn P, I need a yellow card I am from the root like where the pedal start I had to push like a pedal started Way after but ahead of y'all New crib, got a better yard Two years, I got hella cards Since the eighth grade, I had hella broads Hella broads Bras. Yellow painting with a yellow bra Shit came from cost, probably March Slick my hair back like I'm Chico DeBarge I got some lights on my chest Don't confuse it with a heart Heard things ain't looking too good for you Had to pull some strings like I played a harp I get these billions alone It been that way from the start Smoking good kush my cologne Got neon guts cause I can't see in the dark Higher than Elon Musk So high stars eat all dust And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts Dark energy we don't touch All jewelry's beyond touch And they give a nigga colorful aura Like I got neon guts Higher than Elon Musk So high stars eat our dust And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts Dark energies we don't touch Our jewelry's beyond touch And I got a colorful aura like I got neon guts And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts And I got a colorful aura Like I got neon guts
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. We're joined in the studio today by Sarah Potter. We're talking color magic. And that was Lil Uzi Vert with Neon Guts, which is all about color. Color of his aura, Neon Guts. Right? I love it. Neon Guts. Before that was Miley Cyrus, Mother's Daughter. Before that was Twin Temple, I Know How to Hex You. Starting off that set was Screamin' Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you. Uh, we were talking about tarot when we last broke. Um, and you also have a tarot practice. I do. I Tell do. Tell us about how you came to that practice and what it looks like for you and how you use it. I just love tarot. I feel like the cards are hilarious with how direct <laughs> their messages are. They crack me up. I talk back to them as they talk to me. And especially if I'm like, I don't really read myself that much. But when I do, I'm like, ugh, like, I don't want to hear that. Right. Shuffle them up. You pull them again. <laughs> it's like the same fucking cards. And um, but yeah, I found my tarot, my connection to tarot when I was 12, which was when I was also kind of like awakening that witch part of me as well. And so Tara's always been part of my life, but just very secretive until a few years ago. And now I do it full time. I'm reading almost every day for clients. Yeah. And it's amazing. I feel like through Tara, I'm able to connect with so many people from all over the world. And I, we share stories and insight and it's amazing. I just love the experiences. Everything can be found and explained through these cards. And it is like, I am so psyched to get out of bed every day yeah. and see what's going to happen. I think there's something so profoundly gratifying about like providing that for somebody too, you know, yeah. like, like a narrative and clarity and a mirror. And right. A story. And it's like, it's such a, you know, there's something that's, I think really like priceless about it. Yes. That new perspective, seeing that you're outside of yourself. And um, what I love too, is I feel like there's always themes that are coming through collectively for clients as well as myself. I feel like I'm participating in this as well and messages that I need to hear come through as well. And it's interesting. I think it's so important to remember that we as humans experience so much of the same. Yes things yeah there's something so um like profoundly lonely about being a human but then once you realize like oh right other people like these are all universal archetypes or narratives or feelings exactly it's so good are there um ways that you bring uh color magic into your tarot practice i do i feel like i love working with color through, I feel like we can look at different decks and the way they use color, the messages that come through with different symbols that are amplified with color. Um, I feel like it's present in a lot of Oracle decks as well. And I sometimes feel like looking at a couple of cards that are dealt out together, like how do the images relate to each other through the different cards as well as the color story that's coming through as well. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Are there decks in particular that come to mind that uh, you like using for those purposes? I really love Mary Evans. Um, 
Iris Oracle. It's incredible, and there's a lot of color magic coming through in that deck. It's amazing. I love everything Mary does. I'm also very into her Apparitions Tarot deck, which is um, the backs are like a lovely sky blue with some white cherubs and some pink and there's a beautiful gold foil it's very venusian mm. and but that iris deck it's lovely there's a it's like the rainbow and the backs are hands with the rainbow coming uh connecting both of them and it's just a very lovely deck her drawings are so sweet and evocative yeah i'm just looking up an image right now and there is a a very strong sense of color that I'm from that. Yeah. Well, and Iris was the goddess of the rainbow, mm, so makes sense. she's absolutely invoked through that deck. That's beautiful. Um, the other thing we were going to ask you about, um, which I came across, is cat magic. Yes. yes. <laughs> also, you are um, you can talk to animals. I do. Yeah. So How, when did you like come? When did you realize that was a thing that you could do? Okay, so I have to be honest. I thought everyone was talking to animals. <laughs> I think I talked to animals. Right? Yeah. I feel like when you're tuned in, like energy is energy. Whether yeah, it's coming body from... Body language is like very apparent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you are not tone deaf to it and you're tuned in to other living beings around you, and I'm talking about trees, flowers, birds, cats, humans, then you can pick up on cues that aren't being directly represented to you through yeah. words like language yeah. is coming through in so many different modalities and i grew up with pets with cats and i just feel like i i honestly thought everyone could hear them talking and and interact with them in this way and you know i'd be at a friend's house and their cat would come up and be like oh my god why is the kitchen so dirty all the time and i'd be like i know you're your roommate, my friend is disgusting. <laughs> like, and we would just be like, you know, communicating stuff. And I just thought like my friend knew the kitchen was disgusting and the cat hated it. But like, yeah, I, I guess, I, I don't know. And I don't even think that it's like people aren't tuned in. I just, maybe they're just not paying attention to the frequency or thinking about it. But absolutely animals have body language just like humans. Well, and animals also pick up on your yeah, uh, emotions and moods. I remember absolutely. one time I just, this was in my first uh, tower card phase a couple of years ago, and I was crying all the time. And I woke up in the middle of the night and just started crying. And I heard these like pounding down the hallway because my cat is not very gracious. And Aww. she, and I wasn't like crying loudly, but she ran from another part of the house and like leaped onto my chest and just <sighs> sat there and purred. And I was like, oh, she knows. Yeah. That like so something's sensitive. going on with me right now. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's something so magical to me about having that sort of nonverbal relationship with another creature. Yeah, it's um, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And I think animals, I've gotten really into um, watching a very particular animal <laughs> that uh, lives in the city and around the city. And uh, I think it's also very apparent when an animal does not want to have a relationship and yes. that um, yes. a lot of wild animals, I think we tend to personify a lot of like non-pets, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, pets are a little, you know, they have a relationship with you, so that's a little bit more apparent, but we tend to personify and want animal connection with wild animals. And um, I've often, like when I am out watching these animals, I've often seen people like 
They're like, oh, I can go and hang out with, or like I can, you know, kind of walk closer. I can drive my car up and like maybe mm. like, um, you know, befriend or help this animal in a way that translates to, you know, help in, in the human sense, which as, as we know, like sometimes when someone is, thinks they're being helpful, they're being the opposite of that. Same with, with animals and how different they are. You can kind of like see these animals bristle, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, you're trying to have a connection. That's not, it's not, not what yeah. they're interested in. You know, they're not a pet. They're not, they're not tame. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of animals, it's best to connect with them in the dream world or on the mm-hmm. astral and, yeah. you know, let in the physical realm, let them be. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to hear more about this uh, dream world animal connection because this is something I've been exploring a bit too. Yeah. I feel like there are so many important messages that come through dreams and mm-hmm. symbols and our own associations with certain animals. And I feel like if you pay attention and you're tuned in, you'll get those messages and see animals and dreams as well as meditations that carry a lot of information for you. Mm, yeah. I love that. I love that too. Yeah. I've been um, watching out a little bit more for the animals that show up in my dreams. And often one will kind of like, you know, stick in my mind past the waking time. Um, and just thinking about what that might uh, what the role of that animal might have been in the in the dream. Yeah. Or like whether it was on my mind. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, so say a little bit more about cat magic. So I my familiar is a black cat named Polystyrene. And <gasps> I just Polystyrene? Yes. Yes. I love her so much. Me too. She's amazing. And uh she loves magic. She loves participating in rituals. I tried to keep her out and she was like what are you doing? Yeah. Like, bitch, no way. Like, I'm coming in there. And I'm always worried she's going to, like, dip her tail into a candle. But she's 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 on one. She knows what's up. She, We've never had that. And she just, she knows when magic is going down and she will be a part of it. And uh, I love trying out new tarot decks with her. I do readings. I do that, too. Oh, isn't it so fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's great. And I always feel like she always pulls the high priestess, which is also one of my cards. Mm-hmm. And I know that like that she's very purple energy. And um, we just she always wants to see the deck. She puts her paw on the one she wants. And mm-hmm. it's really fun reading for cats because I, uh, you know, you have to be very intentional and direct. You have to get very comfortable with them. They're, I've mm-hmm. ha- come over for clients who want a reading for their cat. And sometimes we're going to spend an hour letting the cat get comfortable and come out from under the bed. Or, you know, if if they're not interested, not everyone's interested in a reading. Mm -hmm. So cats are just the same way. And but I feel like a lot of my clients' pets are very much like want to be part of a tarot experience. And it's great. Sometimes I'll see patterns. They choose the same cards over and over again, just like Polly. Or it's very indicative to their mood one of my favorite experiences with a client's cat was um we were doing a phone reading and uh her cat always gets like very vocal when i'm on the phone until i say hello to him by name (laughs) and then he'll leave us alone but this one he was just like screaming and screaming and i was listening to him and i was like this is and she lives in a metropolitan area and i was like this is so funny um i was like he's talking about like running water 
and I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is, to be honest. Like, does this make any sense? I was like, he's not going to move on from it until <laughs> it's addressed. And she's like, oh my God, you have to be kidding me. And I was like, like, no, what? And she's like, ugh. She's like, okay. And so she went and flushed the toilet. And she's like, he likes to drink out of the oh, toilet yeah. and likes move. it. Like and likes like the, the water to be bowl. running. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny. And then he and then she sent me a picture and he has his like he's so pleased. He has his face in there drinking. <laughs> and he stopped bothering us. So it's just like they just what I love about cats is they know what they want and they know how to have that desire met. They know how to have their needs um expressed. And I just think we can all learn from that. Yeah, and a lot of cats I feel like get to this point where it's just like oh. Finally, I've been yelling about this. For, right? Yeah. The past hour, like, why are you so dumb? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, my cat is definitely yelling about something these days, and I I, I got to tap in. Yeah. I'll get on the phone with okay. cat. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out what's up. I am, I'm really excited because Kristen Soli that I was talking about earlier with our sex magic workshop, we've developed a new one that's cat magic <gasps> in support of her new book. And I'm so thrilled we're going to talk about some um, of the history of women and cats and magic. That's Kristen's part. And then I'm going to talk about some of the readings I've done with cats and then talk about the symbols of cats in tarot. Yeah. Especially like Pixie Coleman Smith's depictions of cats and how they enhance the meaning of different cards. And it's just been so fun getting ready for this one. Yeah, there are a lot of cats in the tarot. There are. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is Queen of Wands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one that came to mind. Right. What do you think they? Um, what do you think they denote? Well, because of the Queen of Wands is she is very much um, involved in the occult. That black cat is the symbol of that occult language mm-hmm. and being able to communicate with that realm. Oh, that yeah. Sense. Yeah. So Speaking good. of your upcoming workshop, and since we're sadly coming to the close Ah. of our time together can you let our listeners know where to find you on the internet uh, or social media and also if you have any events coming up that you want to plug we have listeners all over so you know um you could anywhere you're going to be let us know i would love to share that so i am on instagram and twitter at i am sarah potter sarah with an h and I feel like that is the best portal to reach me through because mm-hmm. I love sharing through that visual language. And so and your Instagram is beautiful, by <gasps> the way. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoy it. I um and let's see, Kristen and I are offering cat magic in Salem at House Witch. Ooh. And I believe there's only like two or three tickets left. So when's that gonna snap be? them up? November 1st. We're spending Halloween. I think our station mom, Cosmic Amanda, will be there. (gasps) She's she's she hails from Salem. Oh, my gosh. And so she goes back every year around Halloween. So amazing. We'll direct her that way. She's a dog person, but she may find some takeaways. We would love to have her. (laughs) She was on Nekoatsume. So it's true. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to have her. And I am accepting new clients right now. So if you'd want to book a tarot reading or a color magic consultation or color reading, I would love to read for you and connect through that realm. And let's see, I'm trying to think, I'm kind of, I'm working on next year. So I have some events coming up in LA that we haven't announced yet. Uh, And so following me on Instagram is the best way. That's where I always post things first. 
And I want to come back to San Francisco because I love this witch community. Yes. So, and I, we could definitely direct you to places where you, you could do workshops and they would fill up really fast. Oh, my God. Amazing. Please. Yeah. I just come uh, do a little mini tour. Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm down. I want to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. <gasps> thank you. So lovely oh. having me. I love you guys. Yeah. This is wonderful. I'm Loved not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the playlist. Uh, I hope. Lovely. Thank you. I hope that. I hope some people fell in love through those sonic spells. Yeah. Yeah. Write to us if you, if you fell right? in love. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. That was my intention. Also, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a Sade tattoo now. Not of Sade <laughs> yes. herself, but I definitely have some lyrics. Yes. I fully support it. It's added yeah. a lot more magic into my life yeah. since I've gotten it. We're going to leave you with um, one last song. This is Halogen by Show Me the Body and Maldivisa. And uh, we will not be here next week no. but you're <gasps> teaching a workshop at the ruby i am teaching a workshop alongside virgie tovar tarot and the body on monday the 28th yeah go to the ruby and check it out we're gonna be in la on a little witch book tour yes but we will see you in november yeah. yay bye 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 thanks sarah thank you I need a medallion for all this traveling. I am not average. I am not having it. Half of you out of it. I feel you doubt of this shit. Show me the body. It's like halogen. Dead on arrival. The stage don't arrival like rivals and don't get close to the stifle. The city night. The city night. It is ice like fire. The city nights. They is ice like fire. The city night. It is ice like fire. Back strain from the centuries of red I walked through the storm and I only got my dress torn.